Hello and welcome to 31 Days of Terror, day number five. And I have three spooky stories for you today. And story number one comes from Amy. When I was doing my A-levels, I was dating a guy whose family life was a bit of a disaster. His mother had schizophrenia and his dad had left them to go and have another family. His older sister seemed to pick up any slack until social services got involved. During our time together, his maternal grandmother became really ill and sadly passed away. This caused his mother to spiral and we knew it was only a matter of time before she would need to be sectioned again. This is where it begins to get weird. We were at a leaving party for one of his friends who was moving away for university. It was in a busy pub with lots of regular punters. Our group was approached by a woman none of us had seen before, who stopped my partner to ask, Did your grandma really die? Understandably, we were all confused, but he told her that she had. She began to then tell us, Yes, I knew she had. She's here talking to me now. She has messages for you both. We were both confused because, as I said before, none of us knew this woman. She again turned to my partner and said, She knows you're struggling and that your mother is getting ill again. She's going to stick around until she's okay just to make sure. We hadn't told anyone about his mum, so it wasn't like she had overheard and thought she'd play a cruel joke. She then turned to me. She wants you to know. She knew you were at the hospital and she's sorry she didn't speak to you, but thank you. The thing is, the last time I saw his grandma, I was in the hospital and she didn't acknowledge that I was there. If I didn't believe in the afterlife before, I did now. Just to add the icing to the cake, she then turned to another person in our group and asked him if his aunt had died on the operating table. She had. The woman then simply turned and returned to her own friends at the bar. None of us could understand what had just happened and what it meant. A couple of nights later, I was in his room trying to sleep, while he was watching a film downstairs. His grandma had a small table on wheels that my partner had always loved, so had brought it with him and it resided in the room I was trying to sleep in. I can't quite explain what happened next, but the atmosphere changed and I felt more safe than I had ever felt before. I knew instantly who it was and I said, Hi Grandma, I'm just trying to sleep, thank you for looking after us. The feeling went away and I was able to fall asleep. If you were alone in that room, you could always feel her just popping in. That was until his mother had been sectioned and returned. It appears she kept her promise to my partner that day and hung around until his mum was okay. Oh, what the heck? No to the creepy woman in the pub coming up and, and giving and giving people messages. No to that. On a really serious note, I know there's lots of people who are like psychic mediums and stuff that listen or people who have an ability to communicate with the dead, whatever it is. Your messages will not always be well received. You got. I think you have to be really careful about who you approach, who you say, you know, I've got a message for you. You've got to let that person allow you in first, I think. You know, I think, I think it's probably more beneficial to say, look, I've got a message for you. Do you want it? Rather than just going up and saying, I'm going to give you this message. Because uh, you just don't know what people are going through. And you don't know how they're going to react. I mean, luckily in this situation, you know, everybody sort of just accepted that it was a weird situation that was happening. But it's not going to always be like that, I think. No way. That is such a strange little story. And what a woman that grandmother was. Make you keeping her word. Checking in afterwards. Making you feel safe. 
That's the kind of haunting that we need. And story number two comes from Megan. Around 15 years ago, I was 13 and I was in our upstairs landing, hurriedly getting ready to head to my best friend's house for a sleepover. At the time, my little cousin was staying over with us and he was in his travel cot in my brother's room. It was around 7.30pm and my mum was in bed early as she started work at 3am in the airport and my dad was in work. My brother had been downstairs watching a film as far as everyone was aware and my cousin was fast asleep. Now for context, my cousin was just recovering from the chickenpox, so we were used to hearing intermittent restlessness, to which one of us responded by running up to check on him. However, what I heard next has stayed with me ever since. As I said, I was rushing around the landing gathering my things when I heard some fuss from my cousin. I was about to walk towards his bedroom when I heard a very definite female voice say, I completely froze. This was followed by the very definite sound of the travel cot moving across the wooden floor and to my surprise, the sound of my sickly cousin giggling. As cute as this sounds, I was terrified so I ran downstairs and summoned my brother to go and check things out. Now, my brother is probably the biggest sceptic, but nevertheless, his priority was checking if the baby was okay. But to my surprise, when he went into the room, no one was there. Just the baby, standing up in his cot, laughing at nothing. I can't explain it, but I am certain it was my nanny who died about four years before my cousin was born. She was always great at calming us when we needed it, and it was as if I could hear her tone of voice in the sounds of the shushing. Either that, or my cousin had his own visitor that night. All I know is that I'm grateful it was a positive experience for him, but I would be okay never hearing it again. I'm sure there are many exhausted parents who are listening who would be thinking, you know what, if it was a, if it was a, if it was a ghost nanny, and they gave me just 10 minutes more sleep, I would be happy. I love when we get stories of really positive spirit interaction where something positive is achieved. You know, there's a positive outcome. The cousin was fine. Everybody in the house was fine. You know, it sounds like that this ghost or whatever it was comforted this child. You know, all good. I mean, granted, Megan was like, I don't ever want to hear that sound again. And I don't blame you. But I do like these positive interactions to kind of counterbalance all of the hat man nonsense that we have going on around here and story number three comes from Steph I've always been sensitive to something unseen ever since I could remember I've always seen dark figures and flashes or sparks of white light out of nowhere I've seen things move and sometimes even hear whispers I've rewritten this about 20 times not knowing where to start But let me start with talking about my papa, because that's when I realised, oh shit, this stuff is actually happening. My papa was a tall, stoic man, who could command the presence of a room the second he opened his mouth. He was a no-bullshit kind of guy. If you were going to say anything to him, you better be direct. When I was 16, he was put into a hospice for his dementia. I wasn't really told all the details, but I knew hospice was where you go when the hospital can't really help you anymore, and they try and keep you comfortable until you're ready to let go. One night I was sleeping. Not dreaming, but I became aware of myself. Everything was black, 
and then this blue swirl of light popped up and came towards me. I felt this energy go right through me, which made me jolt awake, out of breath, crying. I immediately thought, Papa's going to die. I turned on the TV to help me calm down and I laid in bed, contemplating what the fuck just happened. I didn't tell anyone because I couldn't even comprehend it myself. I didn't want to go to school, but I didn't know how my parents would react to me saying something like, Hey, I'm going to stay at home today because I'm pretty sure Papa's going to die. I sucked it up and went to school. I swear the phone rang in each class I was in and the teachers would make eye contact with me and then call on somebody else. My anxiety was in my throat all day, but by the bus ride home I'd start to calm down. When it came to my stop, my dad's red jeep was waiting which made me a little nervous. I got in the car and halfway up the road he said... I've something to tell you. Papa is dead. My poor father, who does not handle emotions well, had no idea his 16-year-old daughter would start aggressively sobbing. It was an explosion of emotion, but it was a realisation that my dream was real. The next day we flew down to Florida for the funeral. I remember my aunt, my mom, my siblings, my cousins and I sitting in the guest room talking about who was going to stay with my nanny because they didn't want her to be alone. I was spacing out and looking around the room and not really thinking I would be the one to stay. I was nervous to stay. I thought they would have my older sister stay at least. Then, while looking in one of the closets, there were a bunch of metal wire hangers, and only one started moving. Metal hangers are like dominoes. If one goes, they all usually go, but none did. It looked like someone had just flicked it. My heart left my body, but considering the dream I had, I took that as a sign you should stay in the house. So calmly, I raised my hand and said that I would stay. And luckily, my little cousin said she would stay with me too. Nothing else really happened during that trip besides seeing things out of the corner of my eye and feeling like he was going to just walk out of his bedroom and come and pinch my cheeks. A year later, I had another dream. I was in this house, which I immediately assumed was my dad's family shore house. There was a window over the sink, lace curtains and doilies everywhere, and dark green striped wallpaper on some of the walls. I knew I was there for a family reunion and went upstairs and found my brother and sister in a spare bedroom. I sat down on one of the beds and started chatting with them. All of a sudden, my nanny came in and sat next to me. She said, very seriously, I have something to tell you. I said, okay, what's going on? Is everything okay? And she told me that Papa was there. I told her that Papa was dead and she said that she knew, but he was there. Then he proceeded to walk into the room and hug my sister and brother. And when it was my turn, there was a loud knock on my bedroom door and it startled me awake. I screamed, hello? But no one answered. I waited for what seemed like 20 minutes, not sure if my dad was trying to wake me up or literally just any other physical being was trying to wake me up. Eventually, I heard my dad leave his room, but he didn't knock or call my name when he went by. I asked my dad if he had knocked on my door and he said he did, but I don't believe him. My dad was very close to his dad. My dad is also just one of the four generations of Johns in my family and I believe they're all connected somehow. Maybe it wasn't my dad. Maybe it was and he had a feeling to hang out with me that morning because his dad was nearby. 
A few years later, when I was a sophomore in college, my dad told me his bedside lamp started flickering. My dad is a handy guy, he's a project manager and even built our house. So the first thing he thought wasn't, is this paranormal? No, he kept trying to change the bulb, checking the wires, checking the connection, and it kept randomly flickering. One day it happened and my dad sat down and asked out loud, Dad, if that's you, flicker the light. The light flickered. My dad weirded out now and said, Seriously, don't fuck with me, Big John, is that you? And the light flickered. A few weeks later, I was at school in Maine and my parents were in New Jersey. I was just in my room doing homework around 9pm and I stopped. I started smelling this smell. It smelled like my papa's house in New Jersey, specifically the basement. I got out of bed and walked around my room trying to see if it was coming from anywhere. I had a plug-in air freshener and the rest of my room smelled fruity. I sat down on my bed. The smell was gone so I started to do my homework again. It came back. I got up and left my room to see if there was something that could explain why I was smelling my papa. Nothing. The smell came back one more time and left. I called my mom the next morning and told her what had happened. She immediately asked, What time did this happen? And I told her it happened at around 9pm. She said that my dad and her were laying in bed and his lamp started flickering. And my dad said, Hi dad, don't hang out here, go and hang out with Stephanie. She said this happened at around 8.45 to 8.50pm. I still see lights randomly flicker around me and I usually just take this as my papa just popping in to check on me. It really does sound like your papa is a determined man and he is determined to be communicating with you guys. Again, another incident of somebody dreaming, knowing that something has happened and I could totally understand that anxiety of the next day thinking, oh my God, I'm going to hear that he's dead, I'm going to hear that he's dead. And sometimes I think for people, visitation dreams are hard, where they feel like it's not as satisfactory as they want it to be, or they don't get the outcome, or it leaves them wanting more, leaves them want, wanting to communicate with that person. But it really does seem like your papa has found a way to kind of communicate with both you and your dad. And I love the, the smells communication, like our sense of smell is one of the strongest memory triggers that we have. And I do think it's a lovely thing because every house, we know every house has a specific smell. You know, every, you know what somebody's house smells like. So I think it's lovely that that was how he chose to make himself known to you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Amy, Megan and Steph for sending in your stories. If you would like to send in your own story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content for $5 a month or $2 a month, you can subscribe to patreon.com forward slash stories, where you can find tons of extra content and every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow.